are listening to another episode of the Coach's Circle Podcast, brought to you by LifeCoachPath.com. Our goal is to explore all the different ways you can craft your own career in the fields of coaching, wellness, and mental health. Each episode features guests who offer an authentic perspective on their own unique career path and explores ways you might begin to craft your own. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit www.lifecoachpath.com. And now, here's your host, Brandon Baker. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Coaches Circle podcast. Today's special guest is Lynn Berger. She is a career counselor, career coach, and author based in New York City. Hey, Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, I I mentioned this before uh, we went on the air uh, a few days ago, actually, that you are by far the closest uh, person to me that we've had on the show. I think we're literally two blocks away from each other. So um, in the age of podcasting, that is quite a rare feat. Um, I wanted to just start off by getting some information about you and about the work you do, just to give our audience some background. So, so yeah, let's just start us off there. Uh, how did you get involved in career counseling and, um, and what kind of work do you do every day? Okay. Well, I've been doing this for work for over 20 years, um, 20, over 25, actually. So I've been doing this a while. I, um, came into the field after being in business a little bit and um, human resources and consulting, really getting back to school and getting a degree in counseling and psychological counseling, as well as organizational psychology, because I really wanted to work more towards um, helping individuals one-on-one. And I established a practice, which at the time I did, I was like involved in my work and then quote, the internet took over and I was one of the first people in my field to get a website. Mm. So um, one day I was just reading something about this thing and I said, oh, that looks nice and interesting. And, you know, here I am. So um, that's really, you know, how this whole thing came about initially and i've been working with people um mostly one-on-one i do do some um small groups and um i my work has gone in waves i there was a time i was doing a lot of um telephone work and then i started to do more in-person work it started in person then telephone then in person i do have an office where i see people um due to covid and the pandemic, I've been solely working remote. So I did have experience working remotely before this. Mm. Um, yet the whole um, thing has changed for me because I did have um, a busy practicing people in person before March. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, well, you're definitely the exception with regards to um, being ahead of the ball with regards to the remote work, because by and large, most most counselors I've spoken to have just gotten introduced to remote work as of this year. Um, right. I yeah. mean, I wasn't doing Zoom. I was doing, you know, more phone calls and right, stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that still counts. <laughs> that that still counts as remote. Um, and actually, it's, it's interesting because coaches have kind of been on this 
you know, remote coaching train for a long time. I mean, for, you know, before there was Zoom, there was Skype. And before there was Skype, as you said, there was just a phone call. And so um, because of the lack of licensing um, restrictions in coaching, and also I think just to spread their availability to, um, you know, nationwide, coaches have been doing the remote work for a long time. And actually, it's been interesting talking to coaches and therapists because therapists have had to kind of do a a mad scramble starting in March and um, April to get their remote set up in place. And coaches have been kind of like, yeah, <laughs> it's been in place for five years now. So um, it's just been interesting seeing that dynamic. Right. Yeah. Right. I should add that initially when I started, it was all in person. Mm-hmm. And then after a while I did go back for some coach training so it was after I got certified as a coach that I was doing a lot of the um, oh, phone work. I see. That is the model. Yes. Yeah. So even in your case, it's the coaching that introduced you to the right. remote Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. So I wanted to dive in a little bit more into the specific work you're doing regarding uh, helping clients with their careers and career transitions, which is your primary focus. So um, take us through a little bit of what are some of the most common um, you know, career-related issues that clients come to you facing. And um, I guess maybe how you go about teasing apart what their true values are and, and kind of how that process works. Okay. Well, when people come to me, um, they tend to be dissatisfied for one of many reasons. And um, the first thing we do need to explore Is it the role that's causing the dissatisfaction, the day-to-day responsibilities and duties, and or is it the environment? Because sometimes people actually like what they're doing, but the environment is not well-suited for them for a variety of reasons. So, you know, before you have to totally change what you do, you want to examine that, Mm -hmm. an environmental shift. Mm-hmm. Yet, yet, if there is a role, um, you know, dissatisfaction with role, you really want to step back and um, work together to help them figure out what it is, you know, that would a be somewhat of interest to them that would draw upon not only the skills they have, because A lot of people have a lot of skills, but those aren't necessarily the motivated skills, the skills they have that they like to use, because that's where we get our energy. That's where we get our energy from utilizing our motivated skills. And as you just said, looking at your values and your priorities, as well as your personality style and temperament. And since you asked about values, Values are our priorities and they're what's most important to us. And when we are spending time on activities that we value, we feel much more in sync and better better about what we're doing. So, you know, you really need to step back and understand what your priorities are and what it is that most is most important to you. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned the the idea of motivated skills, right? Um, yes. So can you just expand a little bit more as to the difference, I guess, between a motivated skill and what the opposite of that would be? Maybe would it be an unmotivated skill? Well, no, it's, it's they're kind of in a few pieces here. A motivated skill is a skill 
that you have that you like to use. Like I can be really good at math, but that doesn't mean I want to do that all day. I might just be good at it. I might have mm -hmm. an aptitude for it. But a motivated skill is something that I really like to do that I do well. Right. And I'm guessing some of those skills that might not be motivated skills were acquired through, let's say, 10, 15 years of doing a certain job that maybe the client wasn't in love with, right? And yeah. they just became very good at whatever that uh, skill was. Absolutely. So do you, in your work, do you make an effort to incorporate some of those skills that maybe the client isn't in love with, but they nevertheless have them? Do you try to in some way incorporate that into their new, uh, you know, into exploring what new careers they can pursue? Or do you just, if they're not interested, do you just leave them by the wayside typically? Well, it depends. You know, a lot of skills are transferable. So it depends upon how specific it is. I mean, if they could see it working in a different way, then utilize the skill. But if it's not going, if it's the way in which you're going to have to use it, um, they need to perhaps uncover their motivated skills. If they really don't like doing. Yeah, and I work. think, and I think, in order to tease that apart, like you said, it does come down to the values, right? Um, that's kind of one of the first things that you're looking to uncover is what are those core values that the client has. Right. I mean, for everyone, you know, it's interesting you say that. Values are key, yet all of the things are important. Interests, motivated skills, your personality style, your temperament. At some points in people's lives, they, you know, this, it differs. You know, some people might be doing work for a while and then feel it really wasn't in line with their values and then want to make a shift, but they did the work for certain reasons for a while. Our values change over time. There are some that stay constant, but the more we go into the world and learn and learn about ourselves and learn about the world of work, a world of work, you learn about things you didn't know about and they might become important to you. Right, right. Absolutely. I think anybody listening can definitely relate to, to that. Values are not kind of permanent uh, marks on on your mind. It's it's fluid, uh, not only depending on the experience you have at work, but also your home life, your family life, um, right. I think can be a huge factor in those changing values. So, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, the office was your top priority, and then you might have a family or other responsibilities, and it's no longer your top priority. And that feels very unsettling, but you have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, I want to, I want to touch on something that I noticed in, you know, on your, in your bio online, which is that you're a career counselor and a career coach. And to somebody who's listening, who's considering becoming a coach, they might not understand the difference between these two different titles. So can you just walk us through what is the difference between a career counselor and a career coach and how does your actual work with clients differ based on which one you're you're practicing? Well, I was, you know, and first of all, you have to realize coaching became much more popular, you know, it 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 over the years, you know, over the last 10-15 years, let's say. Um but I was trained 
in counseling, I have two counsel master's um, degrees in counseling, psychological counseling, and um, a master's in organizational psychology, but I'm also a licensed mental health counselor. And in order to get that certification, you need to be a counselor. You have to have that training. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you're, you're looking, you might be looking at it for a little, from a bit of a different perspective where, you know, all the coach training and is all about, you know, helping people move forward. And that's part of the counseling also, but not everyone can move forward at first. You need to really explore some of their challenges, obstacles, and really help them understand that. Right. Right. So in, in practice, when you're actually with a client, what's an example maybe of a client that is best served by career counseling and a client that's best served by career coaching, just to give listeners a bit more color as to, you know, the real difference between those two. You kind of alluded to it, but I'm trying to look maybe for a specific example. Well, a coach, uh, someone might have a specific issue in coaching. They want to be able to um, be a better communicator, uh, learn how to give more appropriate feedback, um, develop some relationships with people at work. They might, they come to you with maybe a more specific issue. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the counseling clients, it's might be, you know, I, I'm not sure what I want to do next. Uh, help me figure that out. I see. Okay. So it sounds like a career coach client is kind of, um, kind of has a more clear understanding of how they got here and, they're just looking to kick their career into that next level. They're not necessarily, um, you know, very dissatisfied maybe with their career, but they, they do well, want to. It could be. I mean, you dance back and forth, but, you know, as a career counselor and coach, I might, you know, I just might be starting from a different place. I see. Okay. Okay, great. Um, I wanted to also talk about, something that's kind of, you know, turned the um, career aspirations of a lot of people upside down, not only those looking to get into a new career, but those that have been displaced from their current career. And of course, I'm talking about COVID and the effect of COVID um, on the career kind of space. So how have you noticed, uh, have you noticed a change in your, in your, some of the issues that your clients come to you facing in, you know, because of COVID and how have you worked with them to navigate this kind of crazy time that, that we're in right now? Well, it's really very different for everyone, depending upon your field, depending upon the stressors you are feeling. Um, you know, some people like remote work, some people are having a very hard time with it. Um, some people's feel, some people are busier than ever. And some people are, you know, really with not that much to do and very fearful as to what's next for them in their career. So it's hard to say what everyone is experiencing. It's, it, but what it is for everyone is an added, added something they're dealing with. But for everyone, it's different. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so somebody who you just mentioned, right? Um, somebody who might ha not have anything to do, right? Maybe they're, are you referring to people within 
like current employment or somebody who's self-employed that maybe the business has dried up? Well, you know, it goes across the board. You know, if your business is dying, um, you know, there isn't, you know, a, a market for what you're doing. It, you know, that's very threatening from a financial and psychological perspective. Um, you know, so there's a different stressor there. Everyone's stressors are different. Um, COVID exaggerated it for some people more than others. Right. Yeah. I think everybody can definitely relate to that, that even whether you're employed or whether you're uh, self-employed, um, I don't, I don't think, I don't necessarily think COVID has disproportionately impacted one or the other. I, I do think you're right. It, it depends on the, the industry that you're in, um, the, you know, specific nature of that work. And, uh, there's people on both ends that have been, you know, busier than ever, like you said, and, um, and the complete opposite. So, right. Yeah. And so right. as a, as a coach and counselor, you kind of have to be ready for, um, for either of those. And, and, um, I think obviously given the nature of, of how this has just upended the the employment situation for so many people, um, it's just another example of how coaching is uh kind of here to stay, you know, because we've we had we had maybe the biggest disruptor of um our normal daily life that we've ever had and the coaching and the, the need for coaching is more relevant and more pressing than ever before. So mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to imagine a situation or a society at this point that, you know, coaching wouldn't, you know, kind of be necessary anymore, or it'd be less popular. So anybody looking to get into a new field, I think it's just another, you know, proof positive that coaching has a, uh, (laughs) a very positive career outlook long-term. Well, especially now that people are doing things virtually and, um, you know, people are thinking about what's next. You know, we've gone through different stages of this. Um, you know, what's going to be next for us, even if, quote, life returns to somewhat um, like it was, what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. For And most people are asking themselves that question. Right. Right. Yeah. So a, a question that I'd like to ask guess on the show um it's kind of like the last question but it's uh i think meaningful for somebody who is just getting into the field now mm-hmm. uh, and, and that is what has been the most challenging aspect for you in your own career as a as a career counselor and a career coach uh maybe the part that you didn't see coming or something that you've really had to contend with uh and and find ways to overcome and that could either be in your own personal life uh, with regards to your career, or it could be in with regards to your clients, or maybe the business side. So it could be kind of any of it, but the most challenging aspect of your work that you found. Well, does cha- is challenging good or bad, or just challenging? Oh, I mean, well, that's for you to tell us. <laughs> I mean, it could be it could be either one. Typically, it's it's a good thing in the end because it yes. it gr- it pushes you forward and it uh, it helps you grow. Right. Right. Well, I think what I brought up before is like, you know, there were a few years that I was working when I, you know, to get clients. I mean, you were doing seminars, putting posters up in your neighborhood, networking with everyone. I mean, and then all of a sudden, you know, I was part of that initial, you know, when people were really starting to do their business, you know, have doing more business on the web, you know, it was like, 
you know, and I, and I really, you know, jumped on that. And I remember like the first few people that I spoke to abroad and I had clients all over the world. I mean, you know, it was pretty small um, distance of people that I could see initially. So the whole world opened up to me. Um, and I had to, you know, work to make that happen, but it was very exciting and very challenging. And, you know, I was really, you know, fortunate to have that happen and to see that evolution. Right. Right. And I think it's a, it's definitely a lesson for anybody looking to, especially those looking to get into business for themselves. Um, you know, if you're, if you're employed as part of a bigger company, I mean, yeah, there is an extent to which you need to be keeping up with technology and things of that nature. But I think it's, it's especially true when you go into business for yourself, anybody looking to open up their own coaching practice has to kind of implicitly agree that they're willing to keep up with the technology side. You, you can't, you can't just say, yeah, I'm not a tech person. Um, and I'm just going to work with what I know opening up my business because it's only a matter of time before you'll be kind of left in the dust because, if you're not on these platforms, if you're not putting your name out there um, in the kind of, you know, contemporary way, which is going to be very different even five years from now. Oh, yeah. You um, know, it's shifted yeah. so much, you know, you know, in, in that period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it's just I know that sometimes I mention it because I know that sometimes some people like to say, yeah, I'm not tech savvy and I don't really mess with technology too much. Well, you might be able to get away with saying that 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I'm just not that tech savvy, but I think more and more moving forward, being tech savvy is kind of a prerequisite to doing any kind of business. So, or yeah. you have to have, you know, or know somebody who is, yeah, right, or work with people that, you know, like anything, if you're not, you know, into certain parts of your business, you gotta have people to help you because you have to pay attention to it all. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Lynn. Well, we we actually haven't had too many career coaches on the show, and so I'm I'm definitely glad to have gotten your perspective. You've been doing this for a very long time—thirty years, it says in your bio. Yes. Yeah. So you've kind of seen it all, um, and uh, you know I'm I'm really appreciative of your time today. So you know, for anybody out there who wants to learn more, can you just tell us where we can find you and um, and your website? Sure. Um, it's lynnberger.com, L-Y-N-N-B-E-R-G-E-R.com. And there's contact information there and information about myself and my background. All right. Thank you. Great. Great. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best of luck. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a great day. You thank too. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Coaches Circle podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to our show just as much as we enjoyed making it. If you'd like to check out a complete listing of all of the episodes on our show, head on over to lifecoachpath.com slash podcast. See you on the next one.